What does it mean to be creative? When I choose to be a moderator, it's my goal to make the focus on the celebrity and their relationship to the fans. To think outside the box. He said, well, you can't be all things to all people or something to that effect. You can't appeal to everybody. And I said, why the hell not? We sit down with artists, filmmakers, comedians, and performers of all genres to ask them eight simple questions on what makes them tick. And what can we learn from their quest for creativity? It's time for your Creativity Podcast. Tell me about that, Joy. What? Are you? We found you. <laughs> oh, the, the one and only listener found you. <laughs> I have one person that tweets in on our on the Salt Lake Culture radio show that mm-hmm. I'm a co-host on, and so we're constantly talking about. So Alan, on today's show, oh, wait, you're, you have Alan you send in fake tweets? No, he's he's an actual person. Oh, he's the only person that ever awesome. does any type of response, and so Dude, we consistently will like show. reach out to him. Like, is, Alan, this one's for on. you. <laughs> it's like it's in so the, awesome. like in that thing you do. There's our fan. There's our fan, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Those voices that you're hearing are Joy and Steven. You tricked us. <laughs> we started already. Yep. This is one of those podcast trickery things. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, we've been recording for quite a while. <laughs> those voices that are, you are hearing are Joy Haynes and Steven Labram. They are three irons. Welcome. Thank you. Are you welcoming us or the listeners? Both. Okay. I'm telling them who you are. And then you're welcoming us all together? Yes. Well, welcome to us. Welcome right back at you. Welcome to our office. Where is your office at? We, right now, are sitting uh, in the Impact Hub at 150 South State in our new office that um, became ours only six weeks ago. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a long show. (laughs) I'm going to sit on the floor so... Passing the microphone back between me and Steve okay. <laughs> will be easier. Feel free to sit on those pillows. Those are floor-approved pillows. <laughs> in, in some countries, this is the only way they sit. And so we are multicultural in the uh, Three Irons family. That's right. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Two cultures, three. Yes. We have a wash. Well, more yeah, than sorry. one. I keep, I keep talking without the mic. I just want to pick up your cup and throw everything. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just chilling. I mean, the, this is actually a really cool office, though, for people. So you guys rented an office six weeks ago. That's true. That is, a, yes, Your Honor, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in, Impact Hub, I mean, I'm getting off the topic, but, I mean. What is the topic? Do we, have we established the topic? <laughs> yeah. Dylan's, like, formal. He has, like, official questions. I'm just all over the place. All right. But uh, how many other entrepreneurs actually have offices? Do you even know that? Here? Um. The answer is yes. Uh, y- correct. Yeah, they're gonna go and with more than five. Well, so there's <laughs> no, it's big. I mean, it's, there's four or five floors, or they're still bidding out the fifth floor, but there's yeah. four floors of offices, and it's not just entrepreneur. It's not um, like I think it's more nonprofit. Uh, based, well, there, and there are some there are some kind of tech firms, but yeah. it's. It's a good combination of people here. Well, I think, I and mean, we picked this place for a reason. Uh, the reason is it's four blocks from my house and six <laughs> blocks from Joyce, so it's really easy to get to. Uh, but the other reason is that the Impact Hub uh, has a social mission of not just being a, an incubator of technology or an incubator uh, in general. There are, a lot, there are several of those around town, but they had a very social mission. They wanted to be a, more of a social incubator. And so Green Bike has their headquarters here. And Alliance for a Better Utah has their headquarters here. And and uh, across the hallway, though, we also have a company that does uh, like a transition program for young adults who might be struggling and they do coaching. Uh, but then right next door to us, we also have a venture capitalist. And every Monday morning, he hosts pitch meetings in this big auditorium that's out here. And so it's, it's all across the board. Uber used to be in here and then they're not anymore. And it looks like there's some education company up in the space that they were in now. Uh, but but we wanted to be somewhere 
that felt connected to the community because our mission is really about arts and community. And so this felt like a natural fit. It was close enough to walk and felt like it had a social purpose that maybe would, some of that might seep through the fishbowl office window that we have here and influence us to, to do something fun. That I think, so now moving into Three Irons, I, I've, I know a little, but tell us. Well, I want to hear what you know first. I'm not going to let you get away with that. What do you know? I mean, I know that Three Irons, it was formed, the name, because of like poking irons in the fire. And you guys came up with this idea, an art project, during Sundance. That's what I know. Yeah, that's pretty close to it. I mean, I think Stephen and I started out as being uh, what we call uh, creative accountability partners. And we would just exchange art on a weekly basis try to keep you know creative juices flowing and then more and more we started doing um new and bigger things and uh, then we named ourselves <laughs> and then Sundance happened and we got a Twitter account and then um it just kind of it was an organic growth and so we call ourselves a two-person creativity support group and so we always have irons in the fire always wanting to do different creative projects that was really funny by the way you were supposed to laugh right there and she he said smiled. Two he, there was he, a sp- he gave us a big smile <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I don't smile loudly <laughs> uh and so then we so so three irons um is now doing a project that we call 50 irons and that means that each each iron is a pro is a creative project. So we have one big humongous project that is called Fifty Irons, and what we're doing is fifty creative projects over the course of a year. Yeah, and that's when and how and why we ended up with an office space because we just needed a home base if we were really going to make that happen. We had to instill some schedule and discipline and order to it and have a place to meet with people and things of that nature. So we ended up at the Impact Hub. Yeah, I, I think. For, for us, that, and you guys will probably appreciate this as entrepreneurs and creative people, that your ideas are, ideas are constantly spinning, and ideas are cheap. They, they come, they go, you're inspired when, for whatever reason with people you're meeting. Uh, but the, the difficulty in life is, is the execution of those ideas, or often the competition that those ideas have with what you're supposed to be doing or responsibilities of life or whatever. And I think that's been a con- consistent theme for me in my life. Like I always, I wanted to start a business, but I had to go to my day job. And, and then finally I did. And, and, and so I've been entrepreneurial and have started a couple businesses. Nothing, not only one of them is anything to brag about. Is the way I make a living now is with a company called Eva Carlston Academy. But, uh, but there was this, Joy and I saw each other a couple of years ago. She's a friend of, a lifelong friend of my wife. And we were just talking about how frustrated we were that we weren't doing enough creative stuff. And, and so that grew into what Joy's already explained. And then we just had this crazy idea of what if we just took a calendar year and said, the creativity is going to be just as important as our day jobs, the way we make a living, as family obligations, as everything else. Like we'll make it our job. And so... It's difficult to make that leap if you're not making money doing it. I think it's easy to justify to the to the world around you and everyone else. They're like, oh, yeah, this is my job. I'm a creative person. But uh, we don't make money doing this. I mean, maybe this might parlay into something that is, is an opportunity for us. But that's not the reason we're doing it. We're doing it as almost a performance art piece. What if we took a year and made it a priority and made it our job to do 50 crazy creative projects? And... So far, it's been a, a hell of a lot of fun. Are, you, are we allowed to say hell on your podcast? Is this an explicit podcast? You can swear up and down. Oh, Minihan. sweet. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Now my daughter can't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Actually, she's heard me say fuck. <laughs> my son is too. <laughs> Often. When I'm driving them around. <laughs> um, I first... You know, I saw the Twitter account kind of in January. And I wasn't sure what it was. And then I saw you guys at... Um, the Golden Spike Comedy Festival, interviewing mm. Jackson Banks and Spencer King and um, uh, get Gray Ben Gray, uh, Ben yeah was it Ben so Gray his last yeah. name is G R A E yeah yeah so I, I saw you there I and then I started looking at you guys more closely and you know it, it just felt like some you guys would be great guests because you know we're 
we're creative and we just want to get the word out there. So we're we're not quite on the scale as you, but I wait. Uh, Dylan is creative. I'm not. I'm more of the <laughs> smart ass toast. So I just kind of sit back. I really couldn't, couldn't tell. I, it wasn't I, even I, obvious at all. I know. I try to keep it a little mellow. <laughs> Every duo has a straight man. I guess that's me. <laughs> um, so 50 Irons, where did the, the idea for that come out of? Sure, I'll take that one. So in the end of February this year, I was in New York with the Utah Museum of Contemporary Art. I'm a, a board member, and we were doing a trip out for, uh, uh, for, the, uh, for an art show. Oh, I can't remember, Volta. Anyway, while we were there, we did an artist visit, this artist named Ryan McGinnis, and he's a fantastic artist, and he gave us all a book at the end, and I'll show you the book. It's over in the bookcase here for you radio listeners. Uh, that, that would be uh, 36 inches to my right if, you, if you're visualizing the office at this point. And the book is called 50 Parties. So this artist took a year, and he threw 50 themed parties, and he did it as a kind of an installation performance art piece. He wanted to, and he was also doing it to kind of stick his, uh, his thumb, uh, what is that? Thumb your nose? Is that yeah. the term? Yeah. Stick his That's thumb up his nose at, <laughs> at, the, at the New York party scene. So he lives in, uh, in, in Manhattan and, and he was tired of the, the velvet rope and the who, who am I going to be seen with there and how expensive is the, the bubble, the bubbly. And he wanted to, to be about friendship, but about connection. And so friends and friends, and you had to either be a friend or a friend of a friend to, to come to these parties. But it was open for the most part. You just had to be a friend or a friend of a friend or someone that got invited to the last party. And then Every you could bring a friend. single Friday night for a year. Thank awesome. you. Thank you for wrapping that up. I was, I was going well, on. I'm just so. emphasizing <laughs> that it's like, imagine by the end of the year, you're just like, I cannot drink another drop of alcohol. I just want to <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yeah. And they, these were like epic parties. There was the, the naked party. There was the, uh, the, the, the Mexican party. I mean, they, 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 it was 50 different themes over a year. And it, I felt inspired by that. I felt inspired by the, uh, the discipline that he had to put in because creativity is absolutely disciplined. It, it, it takes discipline to say, I'm going to take that idea and now get out a piece of paper and a pen and write that idea down and, and then share it and be vulnerable and try and put it on or whatever, whatever it is. It, it takes uh, discipline. And it's something I lack in my life <laughs> in many regards. So uh, often I jump first and then think about what it's going to take to accomplish whatever that is and that to does not force myself at to have discipline. All in this situation, <laughs> not at all. I mean, well, I think this the it was like the second week of March that you were in New York, and then by April first we had the lease. So it was there was like tons of thought. <laughs> like, well, I knew in if that, I signed in that two weeks about committing to the next year. Well, and I think it's a point. Signing the lease said, "I'm not just going to think about this and let it kind of peter away as yeah. another idea gone awry. I'm just going to I'm going to do something that's public and financially committed, so that I have to show up." And what's really cool too, I think, is like for both of us. I think we both have these tendencies, but when you don't have another person who also feels that way or is willing to sort of like our little sign says right there, leap and the net will appear. For you radio listeners, the, uh, the leap and your will be appear is uh, 18 <laughs> inches to Stephen's left. <laughs> I, I can see yeah, we're at, this is like the penthouse office. I mean, we're, well, we this can is overlook the whole valley. There's mountains like right. just to the right. I mean, I'm seeing everything and there's snow caps. That's still. right. I'm going to have that belly dancer come in in, in a minute, though, but toward the end of the podcast, Wonderful. we'll have her come in. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I want to hit on, okay, the discipline. So I, I run a chocolate shop, um, and that is something I don't have. And so, like, my talent with the chocolate shop is I'm a great chocolate eater, um, and I, I love the chocolates, and I'm good at talking with people, but I lack, like, the discipline. And so, like, the business side of it. And I wonder if you guys can walk us through, mm -hmm. like, okay, what did that really take? You started to just talk about it, that you – you signed your life away for this penthouse office, but what <laughs> steps do you, what steps did you guys formalize for that to figure out whose role is what for your company? Mm, great question. Or have you? Yeah. Or, and it may still be evolving. Well, I mean, I think that we definitely are making it up as we go along. That is true. And we're open-minded and willing to try new and different variable combinations. Um, but I think originally, like sort of what I was saying is like, it's if, 
the the willingness of us each to sort of jump in uh, head first and just see what we can make out of this year. Also knowing that each of us have different um, strengths and weaknesses and time restrictions. What are my weaknesses, Joy? I'd like to well, know. Well, um, so how long is this podcast? <laughs> as long as you want. <laughs> I already know one. I don't know if this is a weakness, but he's singularly focused. So don't try to talk to him while he's on the computer or texting or doing anything else. There's one process action going on at a time. One track mind. Which is, yeah. <laughs> which is a good thing because like, I can be, you know, you get kind of easily distracted when you're multitasking. But anyway, I think the point of it is, is that even just knowing that we're in this together creates the discipline because I feel accountable to Steven and he feels accountable to me. And, um, you know, we both step up to the plate and, uh, oh, we're taking a selfie. So this is the, when you guys see, see I told you Steven it? can't focus. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. He's not um, talking, so woo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I think it is that. I mean, so whatever your strengths are, you bring that to your business. And that is being the official taste tester and the like mm. outward face to the public and talking to people. And, you know. It is true. I've been to your shop many times. You've never been there. <laughs> I kind of do a shitty chocolate, but I was eating the chocolate. Oh, that's true. You might have been in the back eating chocolate when I came in. Yeah, he's downstairs in his office, just nibbling away. Right? Is there a downstairs? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. It's amazing. All right. Now that we're friends, I'm getting invited to the yeah, downstairs you layer. You can come do an art project. Fantastic. We, we have all 50 already set up. I mean, maybe we could be like. 48-ish. I mean, I, I I'm not particular. <laughs> we should talk about that because no, we don't. I mean, like I said, we're making it up as we go along. Like right now, I think we're at iron eight. Nine. Nine. Do you even care about the irons? <laughs> <laughs> iron nine. Um, and we're, we are, so we're week six. Um, as you can, you know, we've got that up on our board there to remind us to kind of keep us on track. But with the irons, some are short, some are medium, and some are long. So there are some irons that we can get done within a week-ish. And then there's some irons that are going to take many months. So it's not like we're doing one iron per week. But by the end of the year, there will be 50 okay, irons. I am like a huge work project, so I might take multiple weeks. So, well, so what's, your, what's your suggestion? No, I'm Act. open. I mean, you guys yeah. with our taste. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe we could do some kind of like chocolate mud wrestling Oh, yeah. okay, we need to pay for this in. I mean, like, I mean, you don't like it? Come on, we're being creative here. We're just brainstorming. No I idea mean, is potential. a bad idea. There's potential. <laughs> okay, we'll okay. see where it goes. Then he has to clean all the chocolate vats uh, out again. Yeah, this isn't right, going to work. Exactly. I don't think that would pass the help codes. Okay. Yeah. But yes, we are open to, and so that is a good, you bring up a good point, is collaboration. So every single one of our irons is a collaboration. We don't do any iron just with us. So we're always seeking out new and different people or groups to collaborate with on on whatever it is. And, and we can come up with the idea, they can come up with the idea, then we come up with it together, it changes after we decide on it, you know, whatever it is. And so... Um, Right now, you know, every and that that's part of the challenge is like when we're working on irons, we also have to be thinking about the next iron because we can't wait till this iron is done to start thinking about yeah. it because we don't have the time. Want well, to be easy to like take on too much too. Like all of a sudden, if we were trying to do fifty things at once, nothing would get done. So ironically, it comes back to this idea of three irons. <laughs> we kind of have three right. things we're working yeah. on, and and that all came out of. Uh, I think I heard a TED talk that was talking about how this person always had ten irons in the fire. I'm like, Joy, we need to. Have they heard this TED talk. We need to have more things in the fire. And, and she looks at me and she goes, I think three is like a reasonable amount. <laughs> Let's do three irons at a time. And so we're just wrapping up an iron called uh, The Interviews, which uh, doing a bunch of editing, we interviewed 20 different, well, we uh, didn't interview them. Mary Dixon of KUED interviewed 20 different artists uh, that were donating art to the, U the Umoka Gala, which is on, is it Gala or Gala? Both. Are you guys Gala or Gala people? Gala. 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 Steve? I'm, yeah, I'm cool with whichever the crowd wants me to go with. All right. All right. He Malleable. goes both ways. Malleable? Yeah. But Gala is yeah. probably the first thing that come out of your mouth? Yeah. All right. So nevertheless, uh, we did these interviews, and that's and we're going to wrap that up, and we'll publish those. 
and then we'll need to then decide what's the next other one we're doing. So we'll have like three things that we're working on. And ultimately, one of the ground rules is, uh, to go back to your original question of like the discipline and how we set this up, is Joy and I have to agree that, that we're going to take something on. So we won't, neither one of us can initiate a new project without like an official vote. We actually have an official hand signal that we do. And if, if we put uh, these three <laughs> fingers together like that, we're doing it right now. then something <laughs> magical happens. <laughs> and oh then. Oh my crap! <laughs> you see that? Doesn't that hurt? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> and then something's an official commission project, and we throw it up on our website. Once it's official, we post it on the website, and that also is an accountability because now mm -hmm. the world knows. Because we that uh, you can see on our website, there's a start date, there's an end date. And there's a description of what it is that we think we're about to do. Yeah. And then we'll do a few blog entries as we are getting it done. So yeah. if anybody is out there paying attention, you can follow along. And then the roles are simply what what does do each of us think we can do and what's available in our time. And, and that seemed to have worked so far. We're in week six. Like it ebbs and flows and how much work each one of us is able and willing to put into something. And we just divide and conquer. And and. Because the expectation is simply, let's do this, let's have fun doing it. Uh, it, it it's easy to get around like, well, I can't do this or I don't have time for that or, or I'm not enjoying that. But yeah, at the same time, having the discipline to work together. And I know Joy's a hard worker. I wouldn't have jumped into this project with her if I didn't know that she was someone who's passionate and a hard worker as well. Um, on the creative side, what kind of uh, situations are most creative for you guys? Most creative situations. Mm. Like, you know, mm. what kind of setting, you know, can you be in and it just, you know, kind of flows or, you know? Oh, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was Sundance. I, I think the, one of the reasons I love attending Sundance isn't, I, I love movies and I, I think any red-blooded American loves movies. Uh, maybe not the uh, right-wing uh, establishment, but... <laughs> The, but for the most yeah, part, everything. yeah, anything fun. <laughs> no fun. <laughs> but uh, but I love, I what I love more about Sundance and particularly this last year, it seemed like we had a lot of the talkbacks that came down to Salt Lake. We I don't go up to Park City for any of the Sundance. I usually just hit the Salt Lake venues, and so Joy and I saw twenty seven films this last uh, the season. Zoink Shaggy. Yeah. It was it was like ten was eight hour days. It was exhausting, yeah. and but. Every single time, either we're seeing a film that's been never been screened for, and then you see members of that creative team stand on a stage with such genuine appreciation. <laughs> I mean, you, I, you guys have been to a Sundance film. That just, uh, just so just inspiring. Like seeing a work come to fruition, and you know, they had they at one point they had an idea, and yeah. now look where it's brought them. They found so, an investor. Was, they got yeah. the right actors. They storyboarded it they reworked it 10 times they edited the, th the dang thing it, it, it i think after watching a lot of those films joy and i were just spinning with ideas like oh we could try this and it wasn't all like film-based ideas it was just the creative process because like and this was two seasons ago was the norman lear when i saw norman lear's documentary which is an amazing documentary if you guys haven't seen it gotta see it such a creative individual in the documentary about his creativity and how he was inspired to do things and how many and how much influence mm -hmm. he had by his bravery to just get things done and it's just the step of creativity which says i'm going to move one foot in front of the other uh, is so apparent when you can see others that had the courage to do that and that inspires me to do more and and i mean we have these conversations though all the time of where i'm like oh my god there's no way we're gonna be able to do this and you know so it's not like we ha you know there there is this we have a lot of these talks amongst ourselves of like you know figuring out how to make it happen and supporting each other and you know, we this is not related wouldn't you? we had some drama therapy earlier today <laughs> but so i mean so it's not like we just know exactly what to do and how to do it and where to do it. And, but, but I think we're just sort of brave enough to try to figure it out as we go. And, and because of that, putting ourselves out there, people have been very receptive to that. I think they recognize sort of the bravery slash vulnerability in just trying something like this. So we've been very lucky in that people have been either very supportive or want to be, involved so as of now we have had like no lack of of interest of and so in coming up with iron ideas which yeah. has been and so that's you know so we get we get that energy from other people 
too. Have there been any projects that maybe totally bombed? Like when you were like just coming up with like whatever idea and the process just didn't seem to happen. And what did you learn from it? Or what did it teach you? You know, we haven't taken any of those through fruition. I don't think we've gone uh, start to finish with something that's bombed yet. But there certainly have been ideas that we have had on the burner and sounded like they were going to be amazing at the beginning and maybe have, have petered out. And and so none of those actually became official projects. They were and all. And there are some that are taking a lot longer to kind of percolate up to the top than we had yeah. anticipated. Like what about like the documentary idea that we're still emailing on even today with doing the church museum. Yeah. Yeah, we're could work- be more challenging in the end than what we thought it was going to be or what we wanted it to be. But I mean, you know, like I said, we're week six, so so far so good. Knock on wood, nothing is quote bombed yet. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure, and that will be part of the process. I mean, we blog it as we go along. It's not like we just put up the finished project. You know, I mean, if you look at our website, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm totally stressing about this. I don't know how to make it happen. Yeah, and we're trying I feel to be scared very about it or transparent about it, yeah. the creative process because. Over this process of this year, we're gonna we're writing a book, and we have a copywriter. Her name is Christy Marcy, who's associate editor and is the music uh, reviewer for Salt Lake Magazine, and and we brought her in as part of the project to to keep track of the story, so we so we will have a finished book that documents what this whole creative process was like. What was what was that? So we're trying to be open and vulnerable about the reality of the creative process because it is more than roses. just the finished product. It's it's that and the process. Yeah. That's what's happening here. And, you know, like Stephen sort of, he called it performance art <laughs> in the beginning. And I guess it sort of is that. Hmm. You never thought of that before? I hadn't really thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, so, sometimes the process is better than the, the end result. Um, mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of the people I follow, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, he wants to buy the New York Jets. He doesn't know if he ever will, but that that's his goal. And everything he's pushing through is just, you know, succeeding so much that he can make that happen. Hmm. And I just find that incredibly in- inspiring and and awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still in the mic. Sorry, I had it. Yeah. You know, this one mic thing, it does, doesn't work. Because <laughs> I'm a smart ass, and they come really quick. And then they're gone. Like, so by the time I get the mic, but, you know... Yeah, <laughs> I like sharing. <laughs> now that you mention it, <laughs> where would he get a mic? I mean, if it's so hard to get another mic, I mean, he, he could never get one. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't choose as well. well I guess as you yet. don't usually interview two people. I don't know, right? Maybe just one yeah, person, sometimes. and so you're a mic short, or so you could have learned your lesson previously, but you haven't, is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, I mean, but he's I, a really I, good I, chocolate eater. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's totally it. I mean, I I actually think you guys nailed it as far as when you're watching the High five. movies. We nailed it. Well, well I liked <laughs> I liked your description of um, Sundance film, and um, but just all the movies that are never going to go anywhere, other than they were just a really good project for these people. But you talked about their joy and their passion in that, and I actually think that that's what you're trying to capture is the passion in all these projects, and it, part of the passion is just being proud of all the work going together which you stated. And so I think for me and our chocolate shop, I mean, we mess up a lot. And and I think people have this stereotype that failure is such a bad thing. And it isn't. It actually, some of those pride and like enjoying what you're doing comes from, I mean, I, I mess up pretty daily. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. it's just I mean, we learn from failure and I think not being afa- afraid to share failure with other people too it's a very vulnerable experience but it makes it 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 allows you to relate with other people in a different way because then they there's no you kind of get rid of the pretense because they're like okay fine okay so you're not perfect and guess what me neither (laughs) it's an interesting balance though because uh i mean there's been plenty written uh uh when I was younger, I read that 48 Laws of Power, whatever book, I forget the one with the red and blue cover. And it, and it talks a lot about posturing yourself with as someone who isn't wrong. I think Donald Trump like lives that no matter what, he's never wrong. And as a result, you're able to instill a confidence in people that want to follow you by your narcissism. And so, 
and I and I've often considered that in my life. Like, how how much vulnerability do I show? Like, if I showed my fourteen year old how scared as shit I was about everything that goes on in this world, she would absorb that tenfold. And I and it's and I don't know why I'm bringing up this point. I think it just struck me when you were talking about being vulnerable. We want to be real and vulnerable about what's going on. Um, and at the same token, I think if we didn't show that we were confident in what we were doing, like there's a difference between mm-hmm. being lacking confidence and just being vulnerable and, and expressing that we all have moments where like, I have no idea what I'm doing and have total imposter syndrome. And if everybody figured out like that, I'm just really lucky and have been in the right place at the right time during the right century and in the, in the right area, then wow. But uh, at the same token, just having the confidence to say, I'm someone who's going to press forward. And if, if you want to follow or be a part of this, jump on board. Right, because it, well, it's not either way. It's a combination of both. I yeah. think it's being willing to live both slash all sides of that reality um, takes a lot of pressure off of us and I think makes you know anybody who does that would take pressure off of you and it makes you more relatable and, and I think people... Um, you know, appreciate that. And, and, and I think, I think it's the combination of those things that too has made, has allowed people to, um, gravitate toward us and, and want, and want, and want to be supportive and want to be a part of what we're doing. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I I can't top that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't plan to, (laughs) um, what have so far you're, you know, you're six weeks in nine irons in what, what have been some of your favorite, you know, parts of what, what what you've been doing i'm gonna let joy answer first because i need to refill my wine <laughs> priorities folks this is what happens in the three irons office <laughs> stop by open door policy <laughs> but this is where enough hold on <laughs> um well it's interesting because so we have a combination of some short and long irons that have happened so far so we've got this a few long irons, which are what we call the online, which is our what we've talked about, sort of our website and blogging. We've got the gratitude, which Stephen's been a lot better at than I have, certainly, which is um, making it a point to, to reach out and thank people in your life or not even really in your life. Like he wrote a letter to the CEO of Netflix last week. So, I mean, he's in his life, but he's not. But it's just... just the just CEO like- of Netflix has changed all of our lives. <laughs> yes. I mean, think about how amazingly different your life is, starting with mail DVD service and then following with just being able to stream and all the great content. But it makes you stop. I mean, the point of it is, is that it makes you stop and actually acknowledge um, what somebody has done for you that's made a difference. So whether that... You guys play your cards right. You might get a thank you you note out of this thing. You might get a thank you note. Uh, so by the end really, the goal is to have at least 365 thank you notes written right right so okay, actually i want to keep hitting because there's um there's a, a a local person that i know um that, who shall remain nameless well i don't want to like because i think he does it to not get his name out but he mentioned the thank you notes and mm-hmm. so like he's also do you handwrite your notes handwrite them all and it's not and to get our name it, out why it's, is that important uh, it shows that I really gave a damn. Like a, a text or an email is so easy to do, and it's such a common form. Uh, the fact that I invested in a piece of paper, uh, sometimes stationary, and took the time with my own hand to write it. It was me, not like my assistant or Legible somebody else. Or not. I, okay, I, <laughs> we don't. No judgment in the uh, three iron sanctum here. Harsh. <laughs> it, it shows it. it it just shows that you care. I mean, maybe it didn't 50 years ago when they, when that was the only mode of tri- mode of uh, uh, communication. Of, of communication. But I think when someone receives, I've I've had at least uh, we've been doing this for six weeks. I've had at least a half dozen people respond back that they have never received a thank you note in the mail before, <laughs> like ever. And I w- that just astounded me. Like plenty of thank yous, but never a written thank you note. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and I think this that that process of that time. And so that, then yeah. that's a long iron. I mean, that's going to take all year long, you know? So that's an example of... But we're taking a picture of every single one of them and blocking out if there's something personal or someone's home address. But the, in the book, there'll be this collage of 365 handwritten letters. So you're totally making me jealous because I suck at that. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's... You can one, do it too. I know. I need to start <laughs> doing it because it's something that I admire and respect in mm-hmm. people. And I think you're right. Like, we get so impersonal, and it's really easy to text. 
but it does take time to actually mm-hmm. handwrite. And yeah, it, yeah. The, the return of investment for that is yeah. priceless. Well, there's something well, about seeing someone's handwriting. When you see someone's handwriting, it's it's a piece of them mm-hmm. more so than typed words. Yeah. So does it work if my handwriting's kind of crap? <laughs> um, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, I'll work on the handwriting. <laughs> there you go. My wife's left left-handed, so I can I can read almost anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so I don't know if that answered your question or not. I don't even remember sure the question what the question <laughs> was. Have we discovered what the theme of this is yet? I remember at the beginning you said there was going to be a theme. Oh, yeah, there's no theme. <laughs> the theme is no theme. That's the uh, theme. The, the wine it's is so starting deep. to hit me, so. Is it? So meta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we had a really, so our first couple of irons were, were, yeah, paper, were paper collaborations, nice. certainly. However, they were more inward-facing and in that we needed to do a couple things just to get ourselves situated so that we could you know, attack this year. One of them was designing this office. So we got, you know, the office space and we had, and in one week we needed to make it happen. I mean, we had to start working. So we had to, we had to get this done. And so we collaborated with city home collective who, um, did, uh, did a, a few designs for us so that we had some ideas and then didn't, you know, they didn't do it. They just gave us the, did the design designs. consult. Yeah. And then um, over the course of a week, you know, shopping at Ikea and we worked with Madison McCord Furniture um, to get pretty much every single piece of furniture in here that wasn't part of, you know. Except for the wine fridge that Joy literally bought from a guy on KSL. Who had like tattoos out of, the, up his neck. <laughs> out of the back trunk of his I was gonna say vehicle. It was out of, and it was completely. But I met him in the state office building parking lot because she didn't want to meet him. That was the safe way to do it. <laughs> but there's a because my mom. Totally legit. My if mom somebody's missing a wine fridge, now. we will give you this wine fridge if you can give <laughs> us the serial number. Yeah, exactly. A government parking lot. Yeah, that's <laughs> making oh it better. Oh my gosh! But so, so we did this office in, in a week. Mm-hmm. And although it was collaborative, it's sort of inward facing and in that, you know, it's well, I mean, it isn't, it isn't because look, you guys are here right now. Right. So um, and the other thing we did was uh, we, we that was so fun. It was kind of a dream come true for me, really. But we did this thing. We did our shoot. Our, I'm sorry. The iron was called the shoot. Um, so all of our irons are the something. We walked around so stubbing know. our toes. The oh, something. shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we collaborated with George Oakley, who is the, uh, a very talented photographer who works a lot with City Home Collective. So whenever you see their photographs in various magazines, those photographs are done by George Oakley. Yeah, they're beautiful. And also Amber Woody, who is an extremely talented uh, makeup artist, wardrobe, and beautiful. hair, Amber. production and beautiful. designer. What? And beautiful. Just and one of those beautiful. shout out to her. Um, and so we did the shoot where we did some super fun, crazy, I think. I mean, they were just like, because I felt like they're sort of off the cover of some kind of high fashion magazine or something. So it's sort of just fantastical. That was a, that personally was a really fun day for me to do, to do the shoot. And then we end up with these awesome Picks. pictures. And so, you know, we got those kind of we've done. And then I think since then, all of our irons have been, more like doing the interviews for the artists for the upcoming gala Umoka, and yeah. we've got an, a big iron in the fire right now. We just met with the owner of Impact Hub last week. The building of Impact. The, build- the owner of the, the building of Impact yeah. Hub. Exactly right. Sorry, um, who owns a bunch of buildings around Salt Lake City? Um, who Andy Renfro. His name is Andy Renfro. Um, and uh, I may know him. You, you hmm. might. That name I mean, sounds familiar. He owns, I don't know, 50, he he like 50, 50 buildings in Salt Lake. Yeah, that's crazy. He's doing well, a huge development in Drape right now at the old elementary school that down there. I think called it Park Elementary. Yeah, the old um, Park I've been in that building before. It was fantastic. Um, but but so we're going to be doing um, a street art mural on the humongous expanse it will be of the, the largest side of piece this wall. Of street art uh, of the building. In the city. On this, on oh, this by wall. far. Like, in the state. In the tri-state, quad-state area, I would imagine. Bigger than Boise? <laughs> Maybe. Take that, Boise. I think we're going to do a field trip to Boise just to make sure. We have to oh, check yeah. out Boise Street Art. I want to make sure mine's bigger You're than going theirs. going down, Boise. <laughs> bigger than Boise is a good bound name. <laughs> bigger than Boise? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but so, like, that's an example. Like, I'm really super excited about that. I just got back from Australia, as you guys know. And Melbourne is the capital of the street art you know, capital of the of street art in the world. And I saw some fantastic, amazing, incredibly inspiring street art everywhere. You couldn't just, you know, you couldn't take a step without it. 
And um, uh, so. What if you're blind? Would you be able to take a step oh without it? Oh my gosh. Now, that's now, now people are feeling sad and depressed because you bring mean. Uh, 10% of their listeners are blind. <laughs> so you have a highly blind audience. <laughs> I'm half blind. <laughs> Let's see. You? <laughs> Do you feel so, offended by what he just said? <laughs> I, I felt ev- offended by everything he said. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just have to work some textures into the mural. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. There you go. There you go. That's true. Yeah. But as long as you're only blind in one eye. The then coolest it, it thing helps. about that, though, I have to say, and this goes to show for like vulnerability and bravery and. You know, I'm a lawyer, right? So I think about liability issues. I, I'm always like, <laughs> you know, kind of Debbie she Downer skeptical. She literally killed an iron because she's like, you'll get arrested if you do that yeah. iron. I, and that I, will be I, the I, end of the 50 irons I project. I had to put the kibosh on that one. <laughs> Just lost iron then. Do it, number 50. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we do it, it's going to be number 50. It's and then. It's totally going to make And then I will have to yeah. bail Stephen out of jail. <laughs> the the and bailout. I'm an immigration we'll attorney, the so the I don't bailout. know how much I can <laughs> really help you with the bailout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is a fantastic idea, but it would, and it would, it would result in someone going to jail, in my humble opinion. Yeah. You in, guys? You in, fellas? <laughs> they're, like, totally looking at me. Like, so, like, I mean, they're wanting me to volunteer. I'm in. Yes. So, like, I'm totally <laughs> cool. Well, that'll be the collaboration. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll talk. We'll go full time Sawyer and have somebody wanna, else do it for um, us. We don't give it away right now. <laughs> so, we'll talk to you guys It was a Tom or Huckleberry that got someone else to paint the fence. I forget. It was the character. Come on. Tom got the, they got the other kids to paint the fence white for him, right? <laughs> All right, okay. that's what we'll do. All right, you may or may not get arrested as your on your participation. We do have legal waiver forms that Joy has drafted, so that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, since you mentioned being a lawyer, let let's hear about the other specs a- mm. aspects of your life. Like, sure. Um, you have a radio show. I'm not sure how often it's on or anything off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. That. So. Um, I am the vice president uh, of the board at Utah Museum of Contemporary Art, and the executive director of the the Museum of Art, his name is Christian Anderson, had a radio show called Cultural Conversations with Christian. It's on uh, sports radio, 1280 The Zone, and it's it's basically their community programming. Uh, Each week it airs at the ripe hour of 6.30 a.m., on uh, 97.5 or 12.80 a.m. He missed the part about Sunday morning. <laughs> on Sunday morning. And it's commercial free because it's community programming. And it's it's a lot of fun. And, and uh, Christian invited me last uh, November to join him as a co-host because, as you well know, it's easier to keep a banter going when there's when it's not all on you. <laughs> yeah, listen to my first few while I'm by myself. Oi. <laughs> oh, yeah. It didn't go so well, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so he invited me to do that. It's a weekly show. We tape on Tuesdays, and it airs on Sunday mornings. And it's a half-hour show. And we try to – it's based on uh, – we, we interview cultural people in Salt Lake City or uh, people that are in, in charge of programming. We, and it's, it's a fun show, and it, it's just a, a quick thing and a check-in about what's cool stuff happening in Utah. Um, I make a living uh, – with from um, uh, as the finance director at Eva Carlson Academy, it's a residential treatment center for teenage girls. Um, and what else do I do? I, I take piano lessons every mm-hmm. Wednesday night. Um, Works out about three times a week. I, well, you know, I, I try <laughs> to get three workouts in per week. Um, three more than is a wife <laughs> and two children. Wife, uh, fourteen-year-old and a three-year-old. Not the wife is not fourteen though. Wife. <laughs> <laughs> the wife, the his wife. She's almost. Is, I met Stephen through his wife. His, his <laughs> right, exactly. Um, she and I grew up together uh, in D.C., and that's actually how I met Stephen. Um, and so, okay. Well, anyway, now I'm talking now. So you're done. I guess okay. I am. Actually, most immigration attorneys flat fee bill. So. Um, mm. So I uh, I practice law part time and I act part time, and that has well that has been for a decade or more in that very official way. I mean before I kind of used to just toggle back and forth, but it, it literally is a part time scenario. My law firm is based in D.C. Have you ever acted as a lawyer? I'm just curious if you've ever taken an acting role as a lawyer. Sure, <laughs> like. 
No, I, definitely, yeah. Definitely? Yeah, definitely. I have been cast as a before. Do worlds collide and like your face begins to glow because of like the intersections of your I've universe? never been cast as an immigration attorney, though. That so would that be would so be, like, meta. That would be like the ultimate. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'd writing like, a script. That's going to be an ire. <laughs> um, but I, you know, so I work part time and remotely. So I work from home. I live a few blocks from here, as Stephen said. Um, and uh, my firm is in DC, and I and I act part time. I do radio, TV, film, print. Um, She's the face of Life Vantage's not, new product. Well, oh, okay. Is there another face? Um. So <laughs> the current rebranding, that is true. There, there's been no face yet to come after me. It's, so. really, it's really quite wonderful. It's her looking at her skin saying, I'm not 20 anymore. Uh, <laughs> which is true. There wasn't much acting involved in that. <laughs> um, but anyway, I guess basically everything but theater is sort of the, some of that. And then I also produced for, for a decade or more um, short films, television pilots, commercials, and the biggest one for me was a full-length documentary feature film, um, which still lives on. You can see it on Amazon Prime. It is called Voices from Within, and it's about life inside of DC's public psychiatric hospital. It's a video diary project we did there over the course of like four or five years. So over the past two years, though, I kind of took off the producing hat and was really just lawyering and acting, and then with three irons, I have definitely kind of put back on that on that producer hat. Um, so those are the three things that um, keep me busy. Three. I mean, if you, well, if you go to my, actually, if you go, if you go to my website, it, it, it is actually, you know, joyhaines.com, J-O-Y-H-A-Y-N-E-S. Is this the point of the program um, where we do the shameless plugs? There's actress, <laughs> attorney, <laughs> producer <laughs> pages so that you, I really need, I haven't added three irons so that I actually should do that. Um, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> what? That was Stephen that was me. slamming his glass down on the table. He's so pissed. Stephen, I'm sorry. I'm telling you, she doesn't care about this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've always been, I've always um, like had kind of uh, multiple things going on. That's the, that's, that's what most of your ex-boyfriends say. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Boom. Boom. <laughs> Busted. Uh, that's just basically the way I like, uh, I like it. I, I'm, I have a kind of a yin-yang personality, so I like the kind of intellectual and creative mix. You were on Veep. How was that experience? I was. It was. <laughs> it was fun. I got my the my the name of my uh, character was the bitchy woman. Uh, <laughs> um, I want that credit, <laughs> which was great. Um, so this is you know I, I moved to Salt Lake about two years ago, and I moved from Washington D.C. and um, there were there were two shows that shot locally that well many shows but two shows that are still current right now are Veep and House of Cards. So I was able to be on both of those shows while I lived there. And oh, and even while I lived here. But she almost got go on House there. of Cards. I got booked on House of Cards while I was here. I think they wrote her out because they were they had the whole season scripted and then Trump got elected. And I think the, they yeah. basically pulled in every writer and said, we have to rewrite this entire season. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer, but they're definitely like, playing oh up God. the Trump angle. And so her character, she got the booking and everything like you're flying I out was tomorrow. Like two, it was like two days. It was like two days later. I was supposed to, and this be was on right around it was in the middle of Sundance. I was going to have to miss yeah. the last half of Sundance. And they wrote her and they're like, and then my agent calls. She's like, Oh my gosh. She's like, I'm really sorry. She's like, they rewrote the script and your role is gone. Hey, in their defense, but that is they, the life of an actor. Yeah. I mean, you just, Oh, it's a lot of ups and downs. I mean, you just, that's the nature of the beast. But so anyway, I still do East Coast acting um, and have an agent there. Take that, West Coast. Uh, Suckers. Mountain. Take that, mountain range yeah, that so we live in. Definitely more. What's like the East Coast rapper versus the West Coast rapper? You're more yeah, I heavy D? do not know. No. I don't Notorious know. Notorious B.I.G.? Uh, Is it still a thing even? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ask Snoop Dogg in your next interview. Are yeah. you guys going to You should interview uh, Snoop Doggy Dogg <laughs> for your next creative well, podcast. One of our next interviews, he interviewed Snoop Dogg. We're interviewing Bigfoot coming up. Bigfoot? Yeah. What? He lives up in Seattle. Oh. Oh, cool. Wait, you you mean Sasquatch? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the background off There's the mic. There's not going to be a lot of dialogue. Just <laughs> 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 a lot of grunting and groaning <laughs> and footprints left behind so that we know it actually happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll leave it ominous, but it, it's going to be pretty cool. He's interviewed uh, Snoop Dogg, um, Stan Lee, you know, a bunch of different people. Wow. Uh, Ernest cool. Borgnine. Yeah. Cool. It, 
he lives up in Seattle, so I'm going to ask him, how did you get out of the woods and in front of a mic and in front of these people? How's <laughs> <laughs> nice. I going with this? I kind of feel like we're digressing. This is this is our I interview. Know, I know. <laughs> 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 well, you asked me about Veep. I think I answered that yeah. question. I mean, yes. obviously, it's it was kind of a long answer, and but fun and great. <laughs> long answer. <laughs> Commercial work. We had a past guest, uh, Darren Tufts, who is oh, I know Darren. Thermwise. I was in a I was in a question. She was. Yeah. I think you were the girlfriend of the Thermwise person in that commercial. No, I you? wasn't. I, that so that Thermwise commercial was uh, art Im- imitating life because it was me going on a date, an online date, waiting for my online date to show up. This handsome guy on the see his picture on the phone. Ooh, I can't wait for him to show up. And then Darren. <laughs> Darren was the handsome guy that showed up. I wish it had is been this Darren. The same person? Uh, and then lo and behold, it was some. Um, well, I was still going to be friends uh, with Darren. <laughs> No, he was the one who... Oh, was Darren your one listener that you were telling us about at the beginning? <laughs> no, Steve's the one listener. Oh, God. Oh, okay, okay. I'm the blind listener. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Darren has the cutest little girl. I love all those grumpy oh, pics yes. he posts those of his awesome. like daughter. She's, she's all grumpy. <laughs> she's like the grumpy cat. She's so cute. <laughs> she's awesome. But, yeah, so I, I met Darren. I mean, that was when they pretty much first got here, that Questar commercial, and... It was just funny because it was about online dating, and that's the story of my life. And then he so nicely, as Thermwise said, well, we can't save you from fake online profiles, but we can save you money on your heating bill, something <laughs> like that. And then you're both looking at your heater. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the one... Yeah. Um, I had an awesome past week, not to humble brag, but how Unless... was your guys' past week? Oh, I was on jury duty. Uh, yeah, Joy was on jury duty. <laughs> Robbery, uh, kidnapping, and burglary, home invasion. It was fascinating. I have to say. I've always wanted to be on jury duty. I, they they kick me out the minute I say I'm reading the New York Times on Sunday. But she said she was reading. She reads the New York Times on Sunday. And she and everyone else who read the New York Times two, got there picked. There were two attorneys. There were two of us that were attorneys. The only attorneys got picked. There was three people who said they read the New York Times. Yeah. They all got picked. They clearly wanted. Uh, well, the defense liberal. attorney did a great job. He was the was same fantastic. guy that got Swallow off. Apparently, yeah, his name is Scott Williams, and apparently he was um, Swallow's attorney, and you know he was acquitted of his crimes. He was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fascinating. Yes. Do your civic duty if you ever don't begrudge it, you guys. If you you know you can, it's it's, no, it's a you fulfilling guy. life experience. You guy. you guy. They have one one listener. Oh, yeah. one hey you listener. hey you guy out there. <laughs> Apparently he's also sitting in our office right Ball now. Steve, do your jury duty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for getting me. Thanks for getting me off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had a, a very fun week. It was unexpected and. That was my week. Yeah, my week has been uh, on the editing room floor, oh, yeah. working on this iron of getting all these videos edited that so we're going to start I just want to say that Stephen has never edited a video before, and he has taught himself. And I'm telling you, two cameras, two uh, sources of audio. Two sources of audio and three different video feeds. Three different video feeds. I mean, it's he really, I am so impressed by him. And that's sort of another example where I'm like, oh, my gosh, can we do it? And, you know, he just kind of has this way of forging ahead that um it's almost called hubris but sometimes (laughs) it's just a willful neglect for reality (laughs) it's hard to get right every once in a while i catch um trump's you know weekly address just i'm sorry just for shits and giggles yeah (laughs) Yeah. but they're so horribly cut he'll be talking a minute and they'll cut to a side view and they're just awful and they don't make sense yeah so, yeah. Well, and hopefully these interviews spicy. will not remind yeah. you of Trump. <laughs> Let's put it that way. That's true. Why did you have to bring Trump into I think we're going to start releasing. Uh, the first one will be released tomorrow. Is that correct? Sounds good um, to me. Are we agreeing on that right now? Uh, I guess it's on, it's on the air. On it? Hold on. We're going to put the. Bzzz. There we go. So for our listeners, uh, it's like online. A, it's like yeah. an ET finger thing, but it's uh, it's kind of fingers. like Wonder Twin Powers activate. We got to come up with a little. But it's saying. all three irons, three fingers. Three irons. Forge ahead. Yep. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing Steve refuses. <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen. I don't think we gave you guys permission to use our hand signal, by the way. <laughs> That's proprietary. I'm going to send you a cease and desist letter, you guys. <laughs> She's serious. Will I lose my hand? <laughs> In some countries, you would. 
Yes. <laughs> so, Steve, your your past week. Um. Well, I woke up. Um. I eat a lot of sugar cookies. Let me just say for the record, you didn't bring any sugar with you to this meeting. I ex- fully expected like a huge gift basket with chocolate bunnies, the Carl Malone marshmallow thing. I just had for the first the time. <laughs> We're pretty close. We can run up to the shop right now. I'm going there. I'm just saying your interviewers, your interviewees would be much more forthcoming if you just brought some chocolate so to I ply them to with. Bring bribery. <laughs> pretty much. All right, I'll work on that. Um. Hey, what we're working on at the chocolate shop. I mean, everybody just associates us with chocolate, but we do things like the outdoor movies in the summer. Really? So Where? we're actually working on that right now. What we're, do you do? We're going to do at the, shop. at the park right across the street or in the yeah, shop? We actually rent a screen and put it on the roof of our building. And then we actually have live music that will play before the movie. And people sit at the park across the street. Oh, how fun. And I make them very hungry for chocolate, mm-hmm. and so that they'll come buy chocolate. But mm. yeah, we do it every summer, and I'm excited. So I've just been trying to work on So what are, what that. movies are going to be this summer? Um, we're starting, and uh, go to our Facebook page, uh, Hatch Family Chocolates, that, as far as like the dates. But um, Sing will be one of our oh. movies. Oh, Trolls. fun. Um, Wait, that's, that was a Sundance movie. No, no. You're th- singing was the popular movie that about the the cartoon. Oh. All I know is there's a dancing pig, and I was okay, so okay, okay. So no, like, okay. there's a dancing pig. Um, yeah, Moana, <laughs> we'll sell a lot of chocolate. We'll do Finding Dory. Oh, so and it's all kind of kids, kid or our family oriented programming. Except for Batman. But they're actually kind of movies that I would actually laugh at. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if I'm the only one sitting at the park again, oh, okay, I, mean, I see. I can sit by myself. In case no one shows laugh. up, you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah, I'll just start eating popcorn. Okay. The, on okay. The curb. So it's gonna be like l- late night, so we can get a good view on the screen, or as yeah, we, yeah. We tend to start um, as soon as it's dark enough, so they usually start around nine. Uh, we are totally going to those. Yeah, that sounds definitely. really fun. Check them out. We already come to your shop every Saturday. That's why I was saying I've never seen you, and I come every Saturday. I guess that's the weekend. I don't know if you come. I am totally there sometimes on Saturdays. On Saturdays? Because yeah, we usually come. It's not those <laughs> Totally. Totally sometimes. That was He's totally really sometimes definitive. there. <laughs> but that sounds really fun. Yeah. Steve stalks me, so I try to like avoid the shop. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Look. I'll sneak downstairs. Labrum pulled up. <laughs> No, but that's what I've been working on. Wow, cool. That's good. I'm excited for those. My, me and my son Lennon, named after John Lennon, um, he, he loves going to those. And I was named. I was named after Stevie Wonder. Mm. Hmm. Not really. Mm-hmm. But okay. I, mean, I had to go there. I, that's I, good I, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were you named after anyone? Steve is no, such an uncommon name. <laughs> Two out of nice. four people are named Steve. That's true. In this room. In this room. Go Steve. Let's do it. Let's let's make a let's have our own thing. Okay, make an S with your hand somehow. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> Dylan, how was your week? I had an incredibly creative week. So last Saturday was uh, Free Comic Book Day. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing I do with my son, Lennon, every year. We've been doing it since he was two years old. And this year we went down to Haster Games and Hobbies. Um, we didn't know they didn't do comics anymore. So we pulled up, 11 o'clock, nobody was there. <laughs> we go in the shop. They're like, can we help you? I'm like, uh, yeah, Free Comic Book Day. Oh, we stopped carrying comics back in January. Oh, uh, like, Okay. So then we went to Nightfly Comics just up the street. It's on State Street across from the mall. Nice. They only let you take one comic book. Well, it is free. Yeah. You don't need to get greedy. (laughs) 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 Sure, you know, gave you a a limit of like eight or ten, you know, because there's like 50 different titles. Right, right. So Nightfly only gives you one. And we, we sat in line about 15 minutes. I'm like, should we just go? So we go up to Black Cat Comics. Mm hmm. And, um, um, past guest, uh, Watchtower Cafe. They, they had a little cooler there with um, some tea for people. But Fox 13 was there. And my son was dressed up as, um, uh, what's his name from Guardians Deadpool? of the Galaxy? Oh, um, Groot? No. Uh, uh, the Raccoon? Chris Pratt. Uh, oh, yeah. I was gonna, I, I'm picking yeah, all the Star-Lord. ones that would be like impossible costumes. Groot? <laughs> <laughs> Raccoon? <laughs> See, that's good. This is, this is what I'm talking about, you guys. <laughs> right there. So Fox 13 gravitated <laughs> to us. So we got on the news. We were on both newscasts Friday and the one on Sunday. So that, that, that was pretty awesome. 
my dorky little butt going, yeah, we do this every year. Um, mm. <laughs> and then Monday, th- this was incredible. Val Kilmer was at. Oh, I, I saw your post about this. I really wanted to go see that. Val Kilmer was here? Doing stand-up? No, and he, he's no. got a film about oh. doing the Mark Twain, Mark Twain. Uh, thing, Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. I saw your post on that. That was yeah. really cool. He, do, he did, It was recorded back in 2013, the film he showed. Yeah. Um, and it, he just did an incredible Mark Twain and was, you know, <laughs> improvising, you know, yeah. current stuff into yeah. it. And it was just, it was just really good. And then afterwards... You got your he, picture he, with him, too. Yeah. He, uh, there was VIPs that, you know, they paid a, a certain amount to be... VIP. What I'm hearing you say is you're a VIP. Well, I, I work at Wise Guys. I do all the uh, graphic design, the yeah. posters and everything. So oh, really? I knew that. I'm there all the time. I'm... I He's in tight with Wayne. All right, no, we I got know. it. Kevin Smith comes every year. I try to get a picture every year because cool. uh, I love Kevin Smith. He's the one that really got me into film. I liked movies, you know, kind of like a regular person. But then I saw Clerks and then the DVD with all the commentary and the extra stuff. It just got me to really love mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. So the Val Kilmer thing was just awesome. We did a Q&A after, you know, people asked all sorts of questions about, you know, Top Gun and Willow and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was cool. Hmm. And then last night, um, Chuck. No, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? <laughs> I can't remember. Was he in <laughs> Too Wong Fu? That was Patrick Swayze. Yeah, West that's why. That's why. That's why. That's why I bit my mouth. <laughs> <on> my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Real Genius. Uh, bang Bang. He was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I still haven't seen. And oh, great film. It's incredible. Yeah. All right. And then last night, um, well, last night and Wednesday, Chuck Norris was doing personal appearances at Mavericks. The Chuck Norris. The Chuck Norris. So <laughs> yesterday I went down to Sandy. It's gonna look like, but. <laughs> <laughs> That wow, that's been my week. I think wow. Chuck Norris voted for Trump. Well, that doesn't well, you, sure. you you so you don't like him anymore? Potentially, <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> I ever liked him to begin with, but <laughs> but I have no respect for Scott Payo anymore. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, I didn't have tons before, but <laughs> now oh, right, no, that he's yeah. just gone off the deep end. <laughs> yes, indeed. I didn't like him because I always liked Joni. He's just a dick because I liked her. Fair I enough. Could have done better. <laughs> Joni loves Stevie. <laughs> she didn't, obviously. <laughs> her loss. Well, what a star-studded week you've had, Dylan. Yeah, that was wow. a fun week. Pretty epic. <laughs> it's pretty epic. It, it is awesome. It, so, okay, to wrap this up. All right. Oh. Is it time? Have we figured out? Have we figured out what our theme was yet? I haven't paid attention to the <laughs> no, time. No, we're just rambling all over. Okay. How can people get involved? Very good question. I think the the primary way is is if you want to f- see what we're doing, and it's pretty rapid fire. Jump on either Twitter and or Instagram and or Facebook at Three Irons SLC at the number Three Irons SLC. And you'll be able to see the stuff we're doing. We're, we're trying to be very consistent with putting everything out there. If you're interested in actually participating in one of the things we've talked about, send us a message. Uh, that's uh, We absolutely want people to join in and be involved in these projects. We already have two recruits for being uh, arrested. Called the bail out. Call it. And, and, we, and we have to have collaboration. There's no way. It would... It would it wouldn't be fun to do it all ourselves. Yeah. yeah. We want this to be something where we're getting great ideas. We won't be able to do all the ideas that that get thrown away, but for those, if you have a fun idea or something that you'd like to pitch us on, that'd be great. And we have a website, threeirons.com, the number threeirons.com. And so we post all of our irons there and there's contact information and all of our social media links. And if you want to see what we're all about, come down to the hub and uh, we we are often here. or not, then uh, then you should we'll have set an later. appointment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I was not at the chocolate shop. I didn't have an appointment. Right. That's true. Now you know, well, Stephen. You got to set an appointment. <laughs> got it. Never huh? give out personal phone numbers or anything. <laughs> uh, so that uh, we can reach you. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Dylan, do you have anything left? Or are you just gonna have awkward silence? <laughs> he's he's, <laughs> he's checking his index out. cards. Hold on. <laughs> I'm buzzed off wine and look at my index card. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my my zone. Mm. Or a zone. Hmm. Um, well, while he's looking at his cards, I just want to thank you for that Rice Krispie treat with the caramel and the marshmallow in it. 
I'm sorry, people. I didn't bring chocolate. No, no. I'm just saying. I had my first one the other the other day. I just saw and I thought that looks like something I would want to eat because we do go every after soccer every Saturday. We go to your shop, and my daughter gets two scoops if she made a goal. She's three and a half. One scoop if she just pulled her shirt over her head, which is usually what she does each week. <laughs> she has never gotten two scoops, but th- there's still a chance, and I get I get to have a treat too, which is the point of that whole uh, p- procedure. But if you're there this Saturday, uh, we'll see you there. But see, those games are so early. I mean, don't <laughs> start out. <laughs> Starting. Just drag them it's out, not, and I'll be there around one. It's not a 1 a.m. game. <laughs> <laughs> around one. Fair enough. <laughs> For Saturday night a.m. is early. Mm-hmm. Saturday night a.m. is early. Yeah. Tis true. Mm-hmm. You guys don't have it's kids. Not like, it's not <laughs> like the 6 a.m. radio show. Or oh, that was a <laughs> sick burn. <laughs> I would probably never make that. Well, you can, well, thankfully, you can listen to it online. You don't have to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning That's true. to listen we, to it. We retweet it. And it's recorded earlier, so it's not live. That's just when it comes on the radio. Thanks. You see, this is the kind of partnership I have. She, she like... Oh. Wait, you lift me up <laughs> when I have fallen. <laughs> but she also just just destroyed the illusion that you. Well, there I know. I, that's so funny because I was. Sunday. I thought that's actually where you were going. I was like, oh wait, oh he's not going there. Okay, yeah, sure, I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> you never know where we're gonna go. That may be a good theme to end the show on. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. No, I, this is awesome. It was fun. Thank you guys so much for coming Thank to you. the office too. I know. I mean, like it's we love having people here, and I know I don't think you always go mobile, but it was really fun to have you we here in our office. We go mobile quite often. <laughs> oh, do you? I just need to invest in a mic. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's do a Kickstarter for you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, get Steve a mic. All he needs to do is raise twenty six dollars, and he'll have his own mic. <laughs> well, the ones I like are a hundred. I was gonna say these are more than twenty six dollars. These That's are nice mics. Shoals, shirts. Oh, if you get a shul mic, it only costs twenty six. <laughs> That's right. You can get them direct from China. <laughs> it's like Rolex. Uh, how how do they spell them on this? Rolex. R U L. Well, we we are flattered that you wanted to sign your show, and we really appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to having a really fun year. And and we we love what you guys have been posting and doing too. It's it's fun to watch. And thank you, thank you for coming. Thank you for having us. And to everybody. We'll see you next time.